Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of an Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and welcoming all listeners into our velvet room. Joining us, we also have games editor, Mark Kalaroff. We're not talking about it this week, but I will defend Somi from Fire Emblem Engage at all costs. Next week, though, you'll hear about that one. Well, yeah, I don't understand that sentence at all, but I can't wait to understand it in a week's time. Also with us is Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill. Heartbeat, heartbreak, it's time for some Persona hot takes. Wow, he came in ready with that one. And I also joining us... I was so excited. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a Persona special without a contributing writer for Goombastop.com, James Cook. James, hello, say hi, how's it going? Hello there. Thanks to the time zone difference, it is actually the dark hour where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to tur- turn on your TV and you'll have to tell us uh, which one of us is getting murdered and uh, we'll, we'll prepare accordingly. Um, Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden, for the first time in many, many years, have been... Well, actually, that's, actually, that's not even true. I was going to say been, the first time in many years have been ported to new consoles, but they both were on Steam recently, so there goes that sentence. Uh, we've got those games on the Switch for the first time in their in uh, in their history on a Nintendo console. Very, very incredible. Uh, Nintendo, once again, racking up, racking up Ws, getting Persona uh, games, Persona 5 Royal over the fall, and now Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden... Obviously, these games just came out. If you're a listener, we're going to try to keep the conversation relatively spoiler-free. Um, that said, if you want to go in completely cold, maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> I don't know, don't listen to us. Like, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you another time. But we figured we would just kind of have this be sort of a free-flowing conversation about sort of the legacy, the differences between Persona 3, the original, Persona 3 Portable, um, how the games compare uh, between each other, 3 and 4, and also compare to the latest entry, Persona 5. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, I guess I will turn it over to James, because chronologically, Persona 3 Portable is the oldest game that we're going to be talking it about is. today. It's 17 it, right? years old. 17 years old, older than... Listen, I we can't get into it. Uh, but, but before I crumble into dust once again on this podcast, I can't do it. Uh, but James, you you recently uh, you wrote about this game a lot for Goomba Stomp, um, and I know you already have kind of a familiarity with Persona Three. Uh, I guess I'm going to turn the conversation over to you. How do you feel revisiting Persona Three Portable um, in this day and age, this modern day and age? <clears throat> well, um, I think it it remains. Um, I mean, it, well, they made barely any changes for this new version. I mean, if you've played Persona 3 Portable before, this is Persona 3 Portable again. It's There aren't any special bells or whistles or anything even closely resembling the rumored Persona 3 remaster, remake, re-what-have-you. Um, and 
naturally this this will lead to some disappointment because they have essentially ported the the like PSP version with HD textures onto PC and consoles. Um, it still holds up really well so long as you understand exactly what you're getting into, which is mm -hmm. uh, a slightly different experience to the games that came after it. Um, yeah, it, it takes away the 3D daytime exploration in favor of mostly just using character portraits to uh, to show dialogue and tell the story. And the the dungeon gameplay is definitely part of the game. It, it's not the best part of the game, but it's it's very much there and takes up a lot of your time. And it can be pretty fun, but only once you've kind of gotten to a high enough level. I think the first the first act of the game is pretty um, meandering and pretty slow. So I can see some people bouncing off of this and wanting to go to something a bit more exciting like Persona 4 or 5. But if you stick with it, uh, it definitely rewards you pretty handsomely. Yeah, that 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 as uh, that tracks. <laughs> that is more or less the experience that I think a lot of people are going to be having with Persona Three Portable on the Switch or wherever they decide to play it. It's interesting. I think let's I think let's just jump right into it. So we know that Persona Persona games um, traditionally are unusual in um, in a lot of respects. They're uh, they're traditional JRPG dungeon crawlers, kind of the bulk of your gameplay. Uh, not, not even the bulk of the gameplay. Like, I would say, I don't know, where do you land on this, James? Would you say about, like, half the gameplay is the dungeon crawling and a half is the sh the social aspect? Um, Approximately. I mean, sometimes the Tartarus grind in Persona 3 feels like it's taking up more than half of the game. But, that, I mean, that depends on on how long you spend in it. I think you can... You can through it if you really want some grinding is is required i think otherwise you get kind of stuck at some of the story bosses but yeah i th i think it's probably an even split pretty much the same as the other games Mm-hmm. that sounds about right so yeah persona games are structured um where there's always <laughs> there's always something bad happening at night uh and your party of characters which are generally high school students um band together and uh kind of in in the case of persona 3 are ascending the the tower of tartarus the tartarus dungeon um to attempt to solve a mystery um and then during the daytime uh they're attending school um hanging out with their friends going to clubs all these kind of kind of this life sim stuff uh you're the player is building social links that's kind of the main draw of a persona game and then those social links have benefits in the tartarus dungeon uh in the form of more powerful spells uh characters can perform help actions you're when you're fusing your personas uh results in big boosts of experience things like that um where i think a lot of people are going to be experiencing persona is going to be from persona 5 royal which was the latest entry in the series the most modern entry in the series like undoubtedly and uh as you as you said i, I want to kind of dig into what you just said a minute ago james about how going back to persona 3 after playing persona 5 can be sort of a rough experience so let's and uh I, mark I, I know that you haven't like dived into Persona 3 and I don't know if you're planning mm -hmm. to but I think it might be just just for the benefit of the audience to kind of explain what exactly the differences are. not 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 to go into every difference but like what they can expect 
going from the highly polished, highly modern, you know, a lot of quality of life improvements in Persona 5, and then going back to a, a PSP game from 2006. Like, I have, we kind of I got that two a words bit? for you. Two Please. simple words. It's old. It's old. It is. <laughs> that's that's really... That no sums it up, you know. Thanks for the insightful it's a, commentary, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a product of its time. That's what it is. And, it's, you know, it, it's hard with a remaster like this when they're not really, you know, furnishing the entire game and fixing up all the ins and outs. It's, it's a straight-up port. So it's yes. like the jump from 5 to 3 is enormous. But I think the jump from... Four to five is honestly like not as big as it seems. I I think it's doable. I think a lot of people are gonna love Persona Four Golden who played Persona Five Royal, sure. but I don't like I I haven't tried it myself yet. But I I just don't know if Persona Three Portable is gonna land. Well, that's the thing. It kind of depends what you're coming to these games expecting, James. I think you you nailed it when you said as long as people know what they're in for they can anticipate having a good time. It's the same as going back to any old game. Like when when they put um, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. They put Mother, the the first game in the Earthbound series on the NES Classic. Or not not on the NES Classic, but on the um Nintendo Switch Online. Thank you so much. On the Nintendo Switch Online uh, online system or online app, whatever you want to call it. And as long as you know what you're getting in for, it can be a very enjoyable experience. But it's at the same time, it's like, yep, I am revisiting a game from the 80s, and there's going to be a little bit of cruft associated with that. Um, so, James, let's 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 pivot a little bit. I want you to talk about, like, as everybody on the show, everybody on this podcast loves Persona 5. Like, I think we can all, all agree it's a fantastic game. But what would you, any advice for anybody who is approaching, like, who, who enjoyed Persona 5 and was like, you know what, I'd love to revisit the, the you know, the origins of this franchise, or not the origins, but like an earlier entry of this franchise, any advice for, for that kind of player? <clears throat> I mean, I, I think, yeah, it is about um, setting the right expectations. I think if you go into this game thinking that it's going to play, it's going to have anywhere near the same like quality of life improvements and uh, as a game like Persona 5, then it's going to be quite disappointing. The, the Velvet Room is fairly barren, you can do basic fusions, triangle fusions, and then you can do four-way and five-way fusions a bit later on. Um, that you know, it has the compendium and whatever, and there are, as anyone who's played Persona 4 Golden will know, there are also tons of um, like little side quest thing, like things that you can do, which tend to be pretty tedious and menial and not give you very much. But it's something else to to amuse yourself with while you're going through Tartarus. But um, the versatility is is not there. Well, well, you know, by the time you get to Persona 5 Royal, there's a lot you can do in the Velvet Room. There's a lot you can do in the like Memento side quest dungeons, especially in Royal, because they added a whole bunch of extra collectibles and like ways that you can power yourself up and give yourself more XP and money. You know, in in Persona 3, it really feels like you have to make the most of the few mechanics that you do have you know it has the shuffle time system from uh which is also in persona 4 um where you just have to try and guess what the right card is sometimes and it can give you extra xp and money but it's all random and it doesn't um i think it kind of feels like persona 3 is the foundations of what later became persona 4 
yes. in what I personally think is a is a stronger um, like thematic experience as well, especially when you get into the second half of Persona Three. But a lot of the gameplay isn't quite there yet, and you can tell by the time it gets to 2008, two years later, and Persona Four comes out, they've already made better dungeons, at least more thematic dungeons. There's still corridors, but at least there's. Yeah, I was gonna the, say. You know, I was gonna push have, back on that a little bit because the dungeons are not I, better. Better just, is just... relative here. Yeah. <laughs> like Persona Five has better dungeons in every conceivable way, but Persona Four at least has, you know. Um, a theme to each one based on one of the characters, whereas Persona 3 is, you know, time to do 30 more floors of Tartarus, this time it might be purple instead of green. Ooh, how exciting. <laughs> you know, and, and that li that's literally what the gameplay is like a lot of the time. There are story dungeons, but they're quite short, as in will mm -hmm. take you 5 to 10 minutes most of the time. So, like Tartarus, which I would describe mostly as a fairly bare-bones version of Mementos from Persona 5, is most of the the dungeon crawling experience yeah fair enough it's it's interesting like all that to say um the things that make persona 3 good i think are so good like the the, yes. the real draw like like and i'm going to turn it over to you in a second james because i know that you've again you've been you've been the out of the four of us you've been the one putting in the most time to persona 3 which uh you know we thank you for your service but um like, in terms of, because every one of these Persona games, these these three most modern Persona games, the thing that all of them nail is having a very specific vibe, and I think that the vibe of Persona Three is that's that's the draw. Mark, you talked about like wanting to like I don't know going back to this game. I don't know how people are going to feel about it, but like the vibe of Persona Three comparing to Persona Four and Persona Five is so different. That I think mm -hmm. that alone makes it worth revisiting, um, and, and and we'll get into the conversation about rumors that there's going to be a, a full blown remake of this game. Like we'll get to that. We'll we'll cross that bridge later in the show. But um, I I wonder if you had any thoughts on that, James, on kind of the things that set Persona Three apart, even for people who are a little leery about returning to a game from 2006. <clears throat> so first of all, what I will say is that. Um... There is a reason why people like Persona 3 so much, and mm. I I am one of those people in, in this specific case, because I think that it's one of those games where in the first half it can be fairly tedious sometimes, but then eventually you reach a threshold. If if you can be patient enough, and that is a big ask, because I, I don't want to be one of those people who says, oh, it gets better after 20 hours, you know, because that can be really frustrating to hear. But, you know after you get to sort of like the summertime in the game and you get into autumn in the game, more characters start appearing, they there's they have more to do with the plot, and then suddenly like it starts getting more dramatic and the the themes it's a much um sort of darker and sadder uh, mm -hmm. atmosphere than the other games. This is, this is very noticeable, especially if you go from 3 to 4. 4 is like sunshine and rainbows on the surface, like in terms of color palette and, you know, the UI is a bright, vibrant yellow. I know obviously it's a murder mystery game, so there is a darker bit to it, but like if you're talking about aesthetic, you know, Persona 4 is, is a much cheerier um, game, whereas Persona 3 is this kind of more oppressive the main character is depressed most of his friends have dead parents you know that there's a lot of the social links you come across with people dealing with grief loss trauma stuff like that you know the 
you know, it, like you're talking to alcoholics. You can do that in Persona Five as well, but ignore that. I mean, listen, um, you can do that. But also, James, like, isn't one of the most recognizable images of Persona Three the protagonist putting a gun to their head? To yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The the protagonist summons their persona by pointing a gun at their head and pulling the trigger, which is pretty edgy, certainly in comparison to what it's like in the other games. I mean, ripping the mask off in Persona Five is pretty like pretty out there but it's it's not quite as like specifically grim persona 3 opens with a short cutscene of a girl crying in her bedroom pointing a gun at her head and it's like okay what is this am i in the right franchise like what's going on (laughs) pretty grim yeah i I think here's the thing though i think this is also kind of a problem in four i i've mentioned this to you cameron where it's like this is literally during the first like hour of the game this happens it's like oh my gosh a girl is hanging dead from a telephone pole and then mm-hmm. literally a minute later it's like every day's a good day at junez and you're like <laughs> listening to the mall music and it's like what is going on it's true um although i mean to, to speak to that uh part of the kind of the one of the weird things that persona 4 golden does is nanako's incessant repetition of the Junez theme song does in fact mask a darker truth about her own backstory, which is, you know, one of the great things that Persona 4 does. Um, But I think, James, I think I mostly agree with you in terms of like the vibe of Persona 3 really is even, even I I replayed the, the, the intro uh, just kind of over the past two weeks and it really is a, a much darker vibe than I remember uh, the first time I played it, being like, "Oh yeah, like this is, it, it's pretty. I don't know, not not messed up because all Persona games are are messed up in their own special way, which is, you know, that's why we play them. But um, it, there is a a kind of a kind of melancholy that permeates Persona Three that is, I think, not lacking, but certainly not present in Persona Five. I think Persona Four. Like and and Cam, I'm gonna turn it over to you in a second here. I think Persona Four really, like as we've been saying, really is the bridge between these two games in terms of it's it's you know it's uh, it's, it's a high school, it's a life simulator, it's kind of fun and poppy, and also like you're dealing with murder and suicide. Like it's it's a it's an interesting blend of um, of tone. And I don't know, Campbell, do, do you have any thoughts on that? Like as, as you've been playing Persona Four over the last couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely, because I think Mark really hit on the head in that, you know, there's a girl hanging from a telephone pole, then you're seeing the Junez theme, and what was just what I was just thinking of, too, is, like, thinking of how Persona 3 opens with a character pointing a gun to their head, meanwhile, the Persona 4 opening has characters breakdancing to upbeat harmonica music, so, like, <laughs> it's very, uh, it is literally sunshine and rainbows all around, um, and quite grim in a lot of places, too, but what I do appreciate, um, coming at it from perspective of never having played persona 4 or persona 4 golden before only having played persona 5 before um i really appreciate the way that persona 4 does balance both the grim like realities of murder and all that stuff and like really dark topics while also really cultivating a small town feel of just like a whole bunch of characters who are just buds and hanging out too like even before the murders happens and they become part of the investigation team and they're you know going into the tv world trying to work this out 
they're just friends too. And I think it has a nice balance of that as well. So it, it kind of works both towards the investigation aspect, the murders, there's crimes. Everybody, of course, has you know their own dark, tragic backstory, all that kind of stuff. I mean, but, as as do we all. Mm-hmm, as we all do, especially if you're a JRPG character. Like, if you're a teenager in a JRPG, like, you gotta have a dead parent or something, at least, in there. Um, but yeah, that is, so far, I should clarify, I've not finished Persona 4. Uh, I've put about you, 30 you haven't hours put, into it. You haven't put 95 hours into the game yet, Campbell? No, not since... <laughs> I've not put 95 hours into it since Game the Code, like, a week and a half or two weeks ago. Um, but I'm <laughs> taking my time with it. <laughs> That's fair. You're applying the lessons of Persona 5 to Persona 4 in, mm-hmm. in terms of taking your time. Um, you know what? We, we've uh, I realize we've we've jumped ahead a little bit. Um, Campbell, just for the just for the sake of, of newbies to this franchise, can you set up Persona 4 a little bit? Because I realize we we've thrown around the phrase murder investigation many times at this point, <laughs> and I, I feel like it's I feel like it's worth kind of providing a little context for what Persona 4 is all about. Yeah, so uh, in Persona 4, you're a teenager investigating a murder. <laughs> it's like Scooby-Doo right. with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say, yeah, that's, for, firstly, fantastic, Mark. And secondly, the bear, Teddy, is my spirit animal. I love Teddy. As the, Campbell, as I didn't the, want to say it. I, I, I did message you a screenshot of Teddy making a bear pun and being like, oh, it's you. <laughs> like, I didn't realize long. you were in this game. Yes, um, it's me. It do be me. Um, yeah. I make unbearable puns all the time. God damn it. My co-host can hardly bear it. Um, I, I'm going to die. Once right. again, we're jumping ahead here. So I'm going to actually set up the game now. So Persona 4, uh, you play as a teenager who's been transferred to a school and staying with his... Um, his uncle and um, cousin in a small country town called Inaba, or Inaba, uh, transferred to the school there. You know, just you know, normal transfer student life. A murder happens, and well, that's weird, isn't that? But suddenly, uh, as you start to make friends and stuff at school, you end up discovering the power to go into a TV, right? Go into yeah. the TV world, and this is tied to this like urban legend that's been going around Inaba called the Midnight Channel, where presumably at midnight on rainy nights, um, you'll see your soulmate on the TV on the Midnight Channel. But what the protagonist and company soon discover is that the Midnight Channel is showing characters who are being abducted and soon to be murder victims. So with the newfound power to go into the TV and along the way harness the power of their personas, uh, the protagonist and your whole party, you go into the TV world and you try to prevent further murders from happening and uh, eventually somehow get to the root of the mystery. Along the way, you know, you find the power of persona and most importantly, you meet this weird little bear that lives in the TV world named Teddy. And I've already talked about how much I love him. He makes lots of bear puns and... I, I've never related more to a character in the game, just constantly making bear puns. It's brilliant. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning, like, and James, you'll have to speak to this because off the top of my head, I can't recall. Um, Persona games tend, at least these modern ones, 3, 4, and 5, tend to have kind of a mascot character. They do, uh, yeah. All three of them do. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I, think... who, who, I, I don't think I've ever... Listen, I've played... <clears throat> 20 hours of Persona 3 and I don't recall a mascot character. Who, who is it? The mascot character is introduced um, in the summer. It's the the um, robot character, Igis. 
Well, there you go. Um, okay. So we've got Igus in Persona 3, Teddy in Persona 4, and of course, Morgana in Persona 5. Um, listen, opinions may vary about these mascot characters. I think they're great. I have no complaints. Um, but if you're, if you're someone who prefers... Like, <laughs> I think part of the joy of a Persona game is the tonal whiplash you're experiencing at every given moment. Um, like, on the one hand, you've got the dramatic Persona 4 uh, midnight channel music where, like, oh, my God, someone's someone's going to die in the next couple of hours. And then the next, as Mark said, the next day you're listening to the very cheery theme song about the big corporate superstore that's moving into your neighborhood. <laughs> like, it's, it's very strange. Uh, and uh, the part of that disconnect... It, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a feature of JRPGs. I feel like every JRPG I've ever played um, has that as a feature. It is a feature of the of the genre, not a bug. The weird uh, uh, whiplash that you experience while playing these mm-hmm. games. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing personally, but I, I can understand how it might be a little bit of a turnoff, especially because I, I feel like out of these three games, Persona Three, Four, and Five, I feel like Five is the most cohesive. Just in it is. It's of, the most, cons- con- you know, it's the most consistent in tone. Yes, I fully, it fully definitely agree with is. You. Yeah. So, so, and, and again, kind of speaking to what uh, to what James has, has mentioned earlier, going from five, which is a very like overall a pretty consistent game, and, and going back to three, which is at, you know at sometimes the darkest game you've ever played, and other times uh, just kind of like a goofy little JRPG. It can be a little bit of like a there, there might be a little bit of a disconnect there, but mm-hmm. I, I think I don't know I I don't know how to uh, I can't tell you how to set your expectations, but that's also is, it's a product of its time. I think that's you know the best way to set it because like Persona Five, like a perfect example, like the first arc with Kamoshida, which has to do with like rape and stuff. It's like that you know if that was in like Persona Three and Four, it's like that would be handled entirely different and it would probably have more cheerful moments, but it's an entirely, you know, Persona 5 is a more grounded type of game and it's more modernized in a storytelling sense. Whereas I I think, you know, Persona 4 is kind of like goofy Japanese, which nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I think it's great that it can jump from a murder to like, you know, a supermarket jingle like that. It's like, I, I, I like stuff like that. I think it works in its favor, the game, but, I, it doesn't always translate well today yeah. when you're looking back on it. it, it I, I can totally see that. I think it's most apparent when you have instances and in, say your social link conversations or story beats where a character mentions something serious happening in persona 4 and then like the dramatic music starts playing and you know it's a serious plot beat and then you know the few dialogue boxes later it's like okay that moment's over and then the absurdly upbeat like happy music starts playing um which i'm not going to hum it but like if you know if you play persona 4 you know the one you i'm talking it. about yeah. absolutely yeah, it haunts you in your dreams and like the way they use that tune that song specifically is like so hilarious all the time just because there's so many serious moments and then like short pause they'll use it to they'll use it like as a, almost like a transitional beat you know what i mean they'll be like oh my god i can't believe that that guy died 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so what are you doing? Like, 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 and, and right. then the music yeah. will start playing. Like that, that's, that's what I mean the, by it's literally like Scooby Doo. It's literally yeah. like this serious like line of dialogue, and then there's like sure. some sort of like punchline to it, and that's kind of like the transitions. <laughs> Although, though, Mark, I, I do want to push back a little bit on what you just said about Persona Five because, like, again, the opening palace in Persona Five, it's you're dealing with a a teacher who's like been accused of grooming students, and like not just accused, but like is actively doing it, like. Kamashi is a real fucking asshole, to be clear. But uh, in in the course of uncovering this guy's misdeeds, you have Morgana, who's like, Lady Anne, what are you? Oh yeah, of like, course. It's, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know that's what I mean? true. Like, that's true. Uh, yeah, heart, you know, no, nobody's blameless here. Um, he calls I, her I think... meowvelous. <laughs> <laughs> he he does. But say it's that not all, true. you know. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yes, I would say, again, I think it's a feature of a Persona game um, to, to have a little bit of this tonal disconnect thing. Also, I think like also, maybe... I, I was going to say, like, the Scooby-Doo comparison. Like, I think that really works in Persona 4's favor, since it is about televisions. Like, that's the, the theme of the game. I was literally going to make that exact point, Mark. Like, yeah. yeah. With that, what I really appreciate about the overall upbeat tone for Persona 4 is it prevents things from getting too dark, right? Because I think mm. that, uh, Cameron, you're describing the opening to Persona 5, which is gripping and amazing. That first arc is fantastic. But it's also, like, genuinely hard to play at times, at least for me, just because of some of the really awful things that happen during that arc. It's like, wow, this is extremely dark. Horrible things are happening. You know, meanwhile, in Persona 4, yeah, awful things happen, but it's all handled as if it's like a Saturday morning cartoon in a way, which, you know, yeah, it can be discordant, but it may, it really supports the vibe of, like you were saying, Mark, it's a game about TVs, about going mm. into the world of television. Persona 4 kind of feels more episodic in a sense, where its tone is able to shift between, you know, different thematic approaches but then five is kind of consistent the whole way through but it does have like those persona elements especially if you tackle you know the side content where things can get really goofy where there's like your teacher's a maid or like something like that like there's always something <laughs> ridiculous but it always has that sense of drama too and five it keeps that consistency where it's like you know the maid is actually just trying to pay the bills and they go into the whole screwed up thing that she's going through and it's like there's that line of consistency, and I feel like Persona 4 doesn't have to follow that because of its structure, but Persona 5 does. It's comparing two very different games. Well, it's interesting. They they are and they aren't that different. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I'd say that Persona 5 is still pretty episodic in itself. Each uh, palace that you go in is its own arc and pretty self-contained in this way too. Mm. Uh, whereas I feel like so far, at least for Persona 4, it is pretty cohesive where, yeah, it's episodic in that you're, you know, see somebody new on the midnight channel you have to go investigate try and save them but it is cohesive in the sense that you still know there's a murderer out there you're still trying to find them whereas in persona 5 you don't really have a single overarching threat until like the very 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 end of the game you know there are some antagonists hinted at but there's not like a clear we gotta get this guy until towards the conclusion whereas you always mm -hmm. have we're finding the murderer we gotta find the murderer we gotta find this guy how is he doing it we gotta find this guy you know throughout every every beat so far in persona 4 mm -hmm. right um what, uh james in terms of structure where do you think persona 3 kind of lands in conversation with persona 4 and persona 5 <clears throat> um i would say that it's 
it obviously it goes month by month like all the other games do, but mm. um, you get a lot of free time in Persona 3. It feels like you get quite a lot of free time. Oftentimes, you'll in the first few months, it will say, it'll specifically say, there are 28 days until the next boss. Oh, cool. Mm. And then um, here's some more of Tartarus to explore. You can do it whenever you want. It doesn't really matter. It's no big deal. Um, spend the rest of the time doing whatever the hell you want we've got we've got a month you know it's like there's no rush you know no rush. to kick your feet up at the weekend you just go, go on your you can play like an one of the social links is like uh you can play a, an mmorpg in your bedroom or something and you meet a character there and the character talks in like mid 2000s leet speak Oh. And this is this is how you can really tell. Yeah, it's it's like see you later with an eight. You know, it's it's exactly, and that, that's how you can tell that this game is from two thousand and six because it's moments like that which really transported me way back to my childhood when everything was simpler. And um, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I really like it. You know. Yeah. Listen, there's. <laughs> Again, just in terms of in terms of vibe, there is something there. Like undoubtedly, Persona Five. Listen, guys. I, I as we're recording this podcast, I'm realizing this is the next thing we have to write. Is undoubtedly Persona Five is the better game. Like without question. Like nobody's nobody's gonna argue against you in that regard. Like mechanically, quality of life. Like nobody's gonna be like Persona Three is better than Persona Five. Like impossible. But in terms of like, you know what? There's there's a there is an aesthetic here. There is a tone here. I think Persona Three does have something special. I I, I recently downloaded Persona One and Persona Two, um, on my on my PlayStation Vita. Don't come at me, uh, Nintendo <laughs> podcast fans. Um, I will, <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Um, but it's like I'm I'm eager to dive into these much older games just to see like well, what's what what's here to latch on to like I know they're going to be rough mechanically I'm not I'm not looking forward to that aspect of it but I'm very curious to see okay what is the picture they are trying to paint what is the what is the tone that these games are going for I know that they still involve high school students but I don't know in what capacity um cuz I know I feel like 3 and 4 really leaned into okay you're a high school student here are all the things a high school student would do in their free time. I'm under the impression that Persona 1 and 2 are a little bit less in that regard. But again, I'm not 100% sure. I'll find out when I play them. Um, here's hoping that they, you know, find a way to port those to the Switch in some capacity. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, it would be nice. Although I think you know it, what I is, mean? Uh, it is also worth bringing up. You did say that Persona 5 is inarguably the best Persona game forever. But on our site, we do have an argument against that, where we have every mainline Persona game ranked that put Persona 3 at the top. So, it, and they're correct. You. No, they're correct in some ways, not every way. Mm, okay. I, okay, I'm gonna need to hear this argument right now. I have, I have yet to read this. I have yet to read this article. <laughs> Um, let's see. The last sentence was leading up to this ending is an engaging and complex plot full of exceptional writing. Persona 3 is a masterpiece of storytelling and gameplay, which is why it is a series classic. Disagree on but... the gameplay. Agree on the story. <laughs> I was going to say that the game, listen, uh, in case we haven't made it clear, the dungeon crawling of Persona 3 and 4 is bad. 
It's simply bad. Mediocre. Well, it's I've just seen mediocre worse. at best. I can't best. speak for like, Persona I, I, 3, but I wouldn't call Persona 4 as dungeon crawling bad. I would. It's not great. It's like, <laughs> like, it's I mean, the yeah, kind it's... of, dude, I, I shut my brain off when I'm playing it. I'm like, well, time to put on a podcast. Time, <laughs> time mean, yeah, to, point. time to occupy my brain with anything else. Like, it's not, it's not particularly interesting. I mean, the battles fair. themselves are fine, mm-hmm. but like the the dungeon crawling is like, oh my god, it's just like, it's literally just opening a door. Is there, is there a stairway? No. Okay, great. Open the next door. Is there a stairway? No. Okay, great. Open the next door. Is there a treasure chest? Okay, cool. Like that's it. There's nothing to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the dungeon crawling is bad. I disagree. You certainly have a point there. I won't. I won't say the dungeon crawling is great. I won't say that it's anywhere near to as excellent as the palaces in Persona Five are. But I will say that having played this game on Switch, I feel like playing it on a portable device really improves the experience of dungeon crawling. Just being able to pick it up, put it down, play for a few minutes at a time. You know those real procedural. Uh, you know just. Point A to B dungeon crawling segments, those work in a pick up and play uh, play style. I you think. know what? Okay, I'm going to retract my argument because I have been playing this game on the Xbox Series X, and <laughs> the, the it's funny. It's called Persona 3 Portable, and uh, not playing it portable is kind of a nightmare, i got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I, I completely cons- agree that um, Switch is the best place to play Persona 3 Portable. I, I honestly, if I was playing this on Steam, I would have dropped it a lot sooner. I just, I think, really, the portable part is the most important. Like, the, this, this game feels right for the Switch, and it would not be the same on a on a, like... A different console yeah i was specifically it's, thinking yeah. that as i was playing persona 4 like if i was playing this on ps5 or xbox or pc i would be miserable right now as i'm going spending hours in you know the bathhouse or whatever right and you're just going back to back going in grinding 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 nothing else to see you know but when i'm playing it on switch it's like just throughout the day like oh i'll grind for a little bit a few minutes put it down come back to it pick up for a few more minutes and then nice when you just chip away at uh the dungeon yeah, and I th- I think that's and I think that's gonna be an issue that people run into when they're playing on the Xbox. Like again, as as someone who's playing the game on an Xbox, um, it can be I don't know. It's I've <laughs> things I've considered in the last two weeks: buying a backbone, um, figuring out cloud streaming, uh, like anything to get this game off of my TV and onto a portable device. It's, I, like, and again, I I have, I already have P3P on a PlayStation Vita, so it's like, I don't need to do that, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, 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 I think a, I'm not going to say it's a diminished experience on, on a big screen TV, like, obviously it's the same game that we're all talking about, but, like, I do find my attention wandering a little bit. Um, despite the very engaging writing and the overall like pretty good performances, I'm I do find myself like okay like I I, I wish there was a way to to kind of like blitz through this a little bit faster. Even the the slight difference that's added to Persona Four of being able to control your protagonist um, in Persona Three, you're you're kind of limited to this vi- not quite visual novel style, but it's um. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's more like a point and click. It's more of a point and click, exactly. You're not controlling an avatar. You're you're uh, you're you're literally like choosing a location from a menu, 
um, you can kind of scroll across, you can pan across the screen in an isometric view to, to click on characters to talk to, but you're not controlling an avatar. You're not like moving a character through a school. And, and, and that level of remove, like I do find myself like less engaged. Um, and maybe that's me. Maybe I'm just like, you know, old and boring at this point. But like the slight difference from, from uh, three to four in terms of controlling a character uh, makes a difference for me. Did, did, did that like register to you at all, James? That like I don't know. Does does that like track for you? Um, I having gotten used to the way Persona Three Portable does it. I I've never played a a different version of Persona Three. I've only played Portable um one and a half times now in total. Um, I think that it's perfectly um satisfactory especially for it being on a portable console i i think it would be better if they did bring back the uh, manually moving a character around i think to an extent it does um speed things up a bit i mean you can you can travel pretty quickly through the through the menus and it means that the daytime section of the game can go pretty quickly like if you've got 20 days until the next boss fight and you're kind of going oh okay i just got to get through these days really quickly got to hang out with the sports team and hang out with whatever that one kid who's eating a sandwich at, at the mall you know or, or whoever the social <laughs> links are in this game the social oh links in this game range from aggressively mediocre to like mind-blowingly outstanding and for, and i i have no idea how there's such a disparity but you know and but i think you can get through things pretty quickly to get to the next dungeon bit i, I don't it really depends which part of the game you value the most part of me gets excited when a new block of tartarus opens up because it means more levels it means more money you know um but at the same time it's like damn i gotta do like 36 more floors of this yeah it's uh, I, I, listen. As we all know, I think we can all agree that the best way to play a Persona Four game, especially or Persona Persona Three, Four, Five, whichever Persona you're you're enjoying at the moment, the best way to play a Persona game is to grind through every level of the dungeon that you could possibly do uh, before your characters die in as in as short a time as possible. That is, of course, the preferred way to play, right? Like we we all agree. That uh, you got to do as much as possible in the dungeon sections in one run as you can. Am, am I uh, am I wrong here? Yeah, absolutely. Because that like ma it maximizes the amount of time you have for social links and other things. You know, just yes, just work those agree. kids to death. You know what? Uh, frankly, <laughs> kids today, you don't understand uh, what it's like to be worked to death. So I think we got to we got to bring that back. Yeah, and Persona um, Three Portable has a tiredness system as well. But thankfully, that you there's a purchasable item that can remove it, so you can you can literally just make them keep going. <laughs> Are you just like giving them Red Bulls or something? Force, force can, feeding these kids monster a, energy. It's the, at the you know shop. I don't know what the school's selling, but they it must be some it's strong G -fuel. stuff. It's G Fuel. Um, that's what it is, uh, <laughs> as everyone knows. Um, that's really funny. So, okay, James, you brought it up. So here's here's what we're going to do, Campbell. We're going to take a cut here. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about social links. Because, honestly, guys, that's the real draw for a Persona game. Which characters are in the game? Who are you talking to? Who are you spending your time with? Who are you romancing? Uh, let's. I think that now is the perfect time to pivot to the Waifu Wars 2.0. Oh no! So let's. <laughs> so let's. Uh, let's take a cut, Campbell, and then we'll and then we'll come back. You fabulous Persona fans, and uh, we'll be right back.
Waifu Wars. May the best waifu win. <laughs> May the best waifu win. Uh, Mitsuru is like, listen, forget it. That's it. Game over. Like, it's, uh, if we're talking about waifus, it's Mitsuru all the way. Like, there's, there's no it's argument. It's a shame that she, yeah, but she won't, she won't date you unless you've got, like, fucking max academics. That's fine. I'll read a book. I'll read, I'll read all she the books. She wants you to be, like, the smartest guy in the world. As she's, listen, and to be honest, worthy. yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. None of us are worthy. Um, for those of you who have not played Persona 3 uh, Portable, uh, Mitsuru is one of the first characters, probably, am I wrong, the first character you meet? One um, of, I think, yeah. At least, at least like, the top five. Like, w within, within minutes of starting Persona 3, you meet this character who's, like, she's an upperclassman. Um, she's just a total badass all the time. Uh, she's kind of your boss. Uh, we we didn't really get around to this when, when you uh, when we talked about the structure of this game. Uh, in Persona Three Portable, you live in a dorm uh, with all your other classmates, um, and in the course of the game, uh, your dorm mates you kind of form this uh, supernatural team to go and explore uh, the Tartarus and and figure out what's going on. And uh, Mitsuru is an integral part of that team, and she is very much. Uh, very much the the uh, she's calling the shots. You know what I mean? Like I know the protagonist. You're technically calling the shots, but like let's be real. It's it's Mitsuru all the way. Um, guys, it's all about the social links in any Persona game. The the joy, the 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 real draw, the real meat that you're chewing on as you play these games is who are you spending your time with? Which dialogue options are you choosing? Which which, uh, you know, who are you dating? Who is who are you romancing? And, of course, in Persona 3, that is complicated a little bit by the fact that you do have, you can choose whether you are the male or the female protagonist, which, of course, influences who you can interact with. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh, uh, James, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it to you. Um, did you play as the male or female protagonist in your most recent playthrough of Persona 3 Portable? Currently, I am playing as the male protagonist for the first time. I have done a female protagonist playthrough before. Oh, great. Great, great, great. So, so you've been able to kind of experience the breadth of options available to you. Pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Um, thoughts? Feelings? Uh, do, do we... <laughs> Listen, I almost want to, like, compare the analogs of every character to all the other characters in their respective Persona games. Like, for example... In Persona 3, you've got Junpei. Persona 4, you've got Yosuke. Persona 5, we've got Ryuji. Like, do that we go that person. route? Like, what's 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 the way to talk about all the different social links in this game? Um, how, That's difficult. How do you categorize them? I have I no mean... idea. Like, do, do you go down, like, the hot goth category? Because every game has a hot goth. Like, we know this. Do we go down, like, the pervy doctor category? Every game's got a pervy doctor. We know this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like what's what's the best structure for this conversation? I, I'm I'm like legit. I'm asking. I'm I'm legitimately unsure. Um, do you go with I, like I the dad analog? The, 
I just know that I'm cursed where whenever I find the girl that I want to spend time with the most, I Google it and find out that like the confidant only starts in like November in the calendar, and I'm like, God damn it! Okay, now I gotta play through the whole game. Yeah, listen, we can't wait. We can't wait for that. Um, I, I I will say this in in I'm I am uh, part of the the fun of these games is replaying them. And kind of seeing like, okay, like, well, last time I did this, this time I'm going to do that. Like, that's why there's always a new game plus. Like, it's part of the fun is uh, is seeing the differences on each different playthrough. So in, in my most recent playthrough of Persona 4, um, I made the choice, and Campbell, you tell me which one you chose, um, for both the sports club and the extracurricular uh, social club, uh, who did you go with? Okay, so for the sports club, I went with basketball. Um, Great. So that was with Koo. So you're hanging out with Koo. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then for the cultural club, um, I went for the drama club. So I'm with the depressed theater girl all the way. Listen, Campbell, I not to reveal too much about my backstory, but uh, yeah, correct. Uh, that that is <laughs> that is the right move. Is that you, me? <laughs> That's Yumi. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. No, literally, yeah, like, I went to both clubs, and then I don't even remember who it was at the, the music or performance club or whatever it's, it's, it's a called. nightmare, to be I, honest. Like, just I saw the the screen art show up, and I'm like, eh, never mind. And yes. just left and went to the yes. other side of the school. I'm like, there you go. I'm sticking with the theater. Yeah, you you uh, you are correct. I, I uh, the first time I played the game, I did go with drama club because you know I, I you know I, I enjoy I enjoy the drama. Uh, you know, as as someone who you know, loves theater. Um, mm-hmm. And I regret to say that in Persona 4, if you, uh, uh, I don't know, this, uh, to me, the social link of, uh, of Ayane in the music, the band, you can join band, which is great. Like, listen, everybody should play music, join band, it's great. But uh, uh, Ayane is, I don't know, she's a, She's a little young, is all I'll say. Yeah, no, I'm, like, <laughs> and, I'm just going to say her character portrait looked like a child. She so looks I'm like just, an eight-year-old child. Let's be real. I'm um, like, no, nah, I don't want to get involved in this. Whatever weird stuff is going to go on here. Like, this is a Japanese game, so you got to be safe whenever a character looks like a child. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, yes, uh, she's a first-year student um, in Persona 4. And, and I, okay, I have no like, doubt I that just the... got to ask, she's a first-year Okay, but also, isn't Kanji also a first year? I mean, what the heck yeah, is yeah. up with these also, first years? <laughs> w- worth noting, Kanji, voiced by Troy Baker, which is kind right. of delight. <laughs> like, what uh, is the range of fourteen and fifteen year olds in this game? What? What is there Japan is no like? range. There's <laughs> Kanji is the oldest fifteen year old I've ever seen. Right? Like, the, yeah, he's like C- CW level like uh, he, high school student. He casually right? mentioned <laughs> one line, like, "Well, I'm still fifteen, so I can't." And like, I had to take a double take. I'm it's like, like, "Dude, what? you're in a biker guy." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you have, like, I'm pretty sure you have tattoos or something. <laughs> and, and, like, and you're like, and you're like twice my size. Like, what are we talking about here? Um, extremely funny. So yeah, the, just just a few of the, the fantastic social links available in Persona Four. Um, let's pivot to. to the, the the fantastic options available to you in Persona 3 because I think Persona 3 does have some genuinely interesting um, um, social links and, and uh, character arcs to to kind of explore. Um, James, did any any uh, jump out to you in particular? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because um, I always have the same answer whenever people ask about Persona 3 social links, and that is um, 
the the character who you spend most Sundays with by the end of the game, kind of like you spend your Sundays with the politician guy in Persona 5, uh, the son confidant in Persona 3, is um, a 19-year-old called Akinari, who uh, you are told right at the start uh, has a terminal illness, and um, his life on the Earth is not going to last too much longer. And so the... And th this was um, a social. It was. It is by far my favorite social link in any of these modern Persona games. Like it's not even close. There, there. There's like Mitsuru in Persona Three, and like you know all all my favorite characters from the other games. And then there's a huge gap. And then there's Akinari from Persona Three because it was so beautiful and it fits in with the themes of the game so well. And by mm. the end of it, I was like just in tears, man. Like the 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 way that this game like this is when you say that the good parts about persona 3 are exceptional right and mm. like the it's one of those games where the lows are pretty low but the highs are so high that you'll be thinking about it for like weeks and months after you finish it and as you get towards the end of the game you know the music starts to change and becomes more somber like the atmosphere changes the characters are telling you about how like tragic their lives are but how they're you know still trying to find hope despite you know facing the end and everything and it's just so beautiful and everything ties up so well by the end that's what really makes it memorable yeah i i and that's one of those ones where it's like people might not like identify with that character right away do you know what i mean like it's it's one of, it doesn't show up right away it's it's not it's not it's not in the first, you know, as we've alluded to, it's not in the first 25 hours of gameplay. Like, you're probably, you have to kind of, you have to do a little legwork to it's encounter. It's actually pretty obscure, yeah. You have to yes, go out of your to way to find these characters, yeah. And, but that's part of the joy is because, like, when you do find them, and, 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 and listen, for everybody listening, James has just given you an incredible gift. Like, go seek out this character, Akinari Kamiki. Uh, like... It's one of those like you, you could entirely miss this character, and, and that's you know what I mean. Like, and that's one again. That's that's part of the joy and the pain of a Persona game. Is there's people you can just completely miss if you're not careful, and this is one of those characters. But you know, if you stick with it, it can be a very rewarding um, and beautifully written character arc. Um, Persona three, or Persona four also has characters like this. I'm thinking of in Campbell. Tell me if you've, if you've encountered this one. I'm thinking specifically of the. Oh boy, I want to say it's like a mom who you babysit for. Mm, I'm not sure but, if I've encountered that. I think oh, I know. Who you're Is it like the daycare? Thing. Yeah, the daycare arc, like like that's one of those ones where it's like it's it's a part time job that you can take, like and 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 this is this is true across all the Persona games. You can take part time jobs if you're so inclined, and usually the, the the draw is you get a little bit of money. You can spend that money on weapons and upgrades and equipment and stuff like that. And in, and in this particular instance, you encounter this character, and it and turns into this like very subtle. Like oh wow, there's like there's a little character arc here. It's a social link that I wasn't expecting, and and that's you can just entirely miss that um, just if you didn't happen to take this particular part time job. Yeah, I'm um, not taking that part time job. So thank you for bringing that up. I think yeah, you need listen, certain um, stats to get it. I'm not sure. Right, that's why I was looking at the the bulletin board posting for it, and I was like, I don't think I have those. I think it's like understanding and something else that you need. It's that or it's diligence. It's always one of those two. Right. Um, yeah. 
And and again, in, in Persona 4, I also highly recommend uh, taking a part-time job at the hospital. Have you done that, Campbell? Uh, not just yet, but I think I still need to get some sort of um, rank for that, right? But Oh, man. Yeah. You should do that. Um, because, again... Taking notes here. Listen, uh, take the part-time job at the hospital because you've got to meet the horny doctor. That's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah, part of it. Her. Yes. Okay. All uh, right. I, you've, you've piqued my interest. So. <laughs> it's specifically horny nurse. That's right. That's oh, correct. Okay. Yes. Even more piqued then. Uh, that's excellent. right. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to it's, be it's clear. Not, <laughs> yes. To thank be clear. You. No, listen, that's, titles are important. You are, you are correct. I feel like uh, this has gotten too specific. I'm frantically crossing out my notes from doctor to nurse right now. So that's right. Yes, yeah, it's it's not it's not a Persona Five Te Takami situation. This is this is a this is a different situation. Excellent. Yeah, but also again, speaking to kind of the small town feel of Persona Four, one of the great aspects of Persona Four is is the relationship you have, the protagonist has, I should say with his his home life because um, you're living with your your i guess it's your uncle is that right campbell yeah he's your uncle uh, d- d- uh what's his name d- 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 dojima 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 okay there you go i was, I was almost there uh, <laughs> yeah cool dojima um so you're living with dojima and his whole character arc have you progressed that one that, that social link campbell? i have yeah and oh my it's god it's so crazy like very it's, moving it is isn't it like you go from being like kind of a jerk to you in a way, but then also you learn some like really like tender and like tragic sides of him at the same time. Uh, it's really moving, honestly. Uh, very, very similar um, to the Sojiro arc. Mm-hmm. That's in just what I was thinking. Persona Five, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of a flinty older guy who you're living with. He's like tangentially related related to you're like i don't know how i identify with this guy but then as you kind of peel back the layers of the onion you and you just realize oh my gosh like this guy has some real heart to him he's Mm -hmm. he's he in fact does have a heart of gold like it's i don't know that that character archetype that trope resonates with me because i am that person uh and uh i don't know i i always recommend like like going for those arcs very 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 fun Mm -hmm. of course the other part of it that the, the, the James alluded to, you have to consider, uh, how does this social link help me mechanically? Which is, of course, the unfortunate reality of these games. Um, did, did that ever butt up with either of you guys? Or and Mark, you can weigh in here, too, with your experience with Persona 5. Did that ever, like like resonate with you you're like oh i want to talk to this person but what i really need to do in the situation is advance the uh the magician arcana like did, did any of that ever like did, did you ever find yourself refusing to hang out with people because you didn't want to advance that i feel like i've only done that in persona 5 just because you need you know not a spoiler but you need yoshizawa akechi and um dr maruki in order to see the uh, the third semester, so you sort oh, of like sure. you're on a deadline with all of them to make sure you get those uh, confidants. Yeah. So I feel like with them, that's kind of like an exception. But in, in terms of all the other characters, like even playing the regular vanilla Persona Five, like I'd say no, not really. I never thought it was a problem. I, mean, I kind of had that just because 
each uh in persona 5 each confidant has its own benefits to it to the point where it's like well yeah i'd love to hang out with um just uh picking somebody around makoto a little more you know makoto's Always. great i mean yes she's the waifu <clears throat> war winner to me in persona 5 at least but um <laughs> but like okay but maybe i i really want to hang out with makoto but i really should spend time with taya takemi so that way i can get better prices to buy items right or i should hang out with uh why can't mishima uh the creepy your creepy fan boyfriend basically oh, i because hate that guy i, I hate like him mishima. so much his, his abilities <laughs> are so good he's so yeah, good his abilities are yeah. amazing his character freaks me out and he completely <laughs> disturbs me as a character but like i gotta spend time with him because the perks are so good you know and like i haven't advanced all the social links in persona 4 so much uh, to be able to assess that but you know i can definitely tell where it's like okay well i know that i'm gonna have yukiko in my party so i gotta make sure i spend time with yukiko so that way she can get more abilities and stuff whereas i maybe i don't need to spend as much time with a non-party uh character <coughs> right so that's the only dynamic i can think of right now but that's a minor aspect to it other than that it still feel pretty incentivized uh, this is when i say that persona 3 is a bit more bare bones than the other games because i'm pretty sure that basically the only benefit to ranking up social links in terms of gameplay is the arcana boost to persona fusions um so i'm pretty sure you can it also has that weird thing where if you don't hang out with someone for 90 days, they don't like you anymore, and you have to make it up with them. Uh, they wish they removed in the later games because it was annoying and too like micromanagey. So really, the, there were some cases where I would hang out with a character because I was thinking, oh, actually, I haven't ranked this person up in a while. I gotta gotta keep that up, you know, because otherwise the it does the social link the card reverses, and they're like, ah, why weren't you hanging out with me over the summer? Were you ignoring me or something? Which is realistic, you know, because if you don't spend time with your friends, they, they yeah. eventually won't like you. But uh, the game never tells you how close you are to those thresholds, so it becomes a guessing game of like, oh, well, I better hang out with these people at the bookstore because it's been a while, you know. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a delicate balance, um, which on some level I kind of respect that Persona 3 like it does force you to kind of swap between social links that you might not otherwise pay attention to. Like on, on one level, I'm like, yeah, okay, I respect that. But I, but I agree that it's, you know, from a quality of life standpoint, like, listen, sometimes you got to spend a couple months not talking to this guy, like, cause I'm focusing on other things. There's too much other stuff going on. Like, you know, I, I, I get that. <laughs> you can't, can't get mad at that. Um, I'm, I'm curious um, because this is something that I think is actually kind of great about Persona 3 Portable that I am surprised that Persona 4 and Persona 5 just completely disregarded. The ability to to choose your protagonist um, in Persona 3 Portable. Um, like, I don't know, James, like, where do you land on this? Do you think it just would have been, they would have had to rewrite the story too much? Like, what's, what's, what's the deal? Like, wh like, why did they not bring that feature back? Um, I, th I think it was probably kind of an experimental thing because they only added the female protagonist in the in the portable version. Um, That's right. But I think it, it creates a whole new way to play the game. I mean, the character has a slightly different personality. The, the, the male main character is 
pretty down most of the time uh um whereas the female main character has a little bit more energy to her the aesthetic looks different the blue of the menus turns to a vibrant pink uh the music changes in the daytime as well um some of the music i prefer in the female protagonist route than the male protagonist route um so i i think the game mostly explains that the female protagonist is meant for a second playthrough, like it's meant for people who've played the game before and know what to expect, but it does have new scenes in it, it changes some of the holiday scenes, it changes some of the social links because you can now romance the uh, the male characters instead of the female characters, um, because Persona games still don't let you romance both, um, and they probably won't for a while, but um, I think... Yeah. Um, I really think that they should experiment with the dual protagonist thing again in the future because I Fully really agree. like the idea of. Uh, I know I know how much effort it would take for them to do this. I know if they did this for Persona Five, it would have taken them like three extra years straight up, like rewriting re everything they got to do, you know. But I think it would be worth it. I think it would be it would add so much more replayability into the games, and I think it's it would be a really really fun addition to. The it's funny you say that, James, because you know we're talking about this next week but fire emblem engage actually just did the um the same exact thing where now you could romance both no matter if you're female or male you oh, can really? romance oh, cool. both sides yeah I and i was so i didn't know Very um nice. i didn't know until i played it that that was the case but i was just like shocked by it because i felt like you know with some other nintendo games they said in the past that like they'll think about it in the future and stuff like that and i always feel like you know I hate when this becomes a political topic, but it's like, it's something that they have to think about when it's like, you know, air quotes there, when it's like, it should just be in the game, you know? Yeah, yeah, fully agree. It's, it's, I mean, it's tough because obviously on the one hand, like you're, you're they're creating an authored story, like in some mm -hmm. regard, like, and, and of course they want to consider, they want to consider like, okay, like how does, you know, what, what is, what, what are these, how are these characters talking to each other? Like, do you want to have a localizer go in and like, okay, you got to change the dialogue to reflect who they're speaking to. Da, da, da. Obviously it's a ton of extra work, but at the same time, like, listen guys, it's 2023. Like we, we, we want to be gay in our video games. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. I really um, want another persona four and five crossover. I know we had persona Q2, uh, but I want another persona four and five crossover that allows, uh, the same sex relationships. So that way I can put Yosuke and Yusuke together. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that. And that's very that's different all about. people. Right. But like, come on, come on. It, just it's phonetically, it. it's a match made in heaven, and that's what matters most. Yeah, it's all about it's all about making the the phonetics match up. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting feature, and uh, just, just for the like the the replayability factor alone, I think is is very cool because you know we we enjoy playing these games over and over again, and I, I think like any excuse to do that, uh, you know, whether that's with a additional protagonist or like a different gender protagonist or what, like I think that's that opens up a whole new avenue of possibilities. So I do wonder um, if you know if, if when we eventually get Persona Six, um, that is a feature that's that's kind of re-implemented. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I I don't anticipate that being the case, but we could hope and dream, right? It could be why the game is taking so long. You never know. Mm, good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, listen, and that's that's a that's actually a, a good place to to pivot. Listen, a, a third pivot is happening. Um, we talked about social links we liked. We 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 briefly touched on the the relationship aspect, 
I guess having between the four of us, we've played several generations of Persona games. We've played remakes. We've played originals. We've played every possible iteration of these games. Anything that we're hoping and dreaming for for the eventual Persona 6? Uh, great Any, question. Anybody can answer. <laughs> I, I want it to keep much. roughly the same art style, but have a very different theme, I think. I think I want it to explore something very different. Persona 5 is this whole, like, sticking it to the man, be your own person kind of thing. Whereas, actually, playing through Persona 3 again, like, once I get to, once you get to the third act of that game, it's so beautiful and melancholy in its sadness that I think, you know, maybe, maybe they should have a cast of, like, slightly older young adult characters... Uh, exploring something a bit darker, you know. I I think, I think the world would be ready for that. Yeah, I think it. Like, in my mind, it, it might be time to age up the Persona franchise. Like we we've done the even high school. Even if it's thing. just a bit, you know. Even like, if it's well, like 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 imagine if instead of it was a high school, what if we took it to like college? Like I, yeah. I again, I don't know what yeah. university looks like. In, in Japan, like obviously these games are very, very Japan centric. Like I don't know what kind of the post high school education looks like in Japan. I have no earthly idea, but it's, you know, what if we, what if we took that same sort of concept and put it in a slightly more adult setting? Like, I, I don't know if that's even a, a possibility, but I think that might be interesting. To, and also, uh, to, to um, Atlas has proven in recent history that they can do it because I know that only four people played it, and I was one of them. But Soul Hackers Two um, had an adult cast, and it worked really well. So they can absolutely do a, an older cast in a Persona game. Yeah, I have I have no problem believing that. Um, what about you, Campbell? Mark, any, anything that you would love to see explored in the if 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 and when there is a next Persona game? I would love to see them aged up and being like late college but i just don't think it'll ever happen really you know i think it should be in college but i don't think it will ever be in college i'd, I'd like it to be but i think it's going to be somewhere in like the high school range but maybe it'll be like a different type of high school in a sense where it's like some sort of program or like something like that yeah, it could be a specialist like, school you know kind of kind of deal or even like a place for like troubled students or like something yeah. like that. Or I, I think it'll go maybe in that direction, but I can't see them ever abandoning the the high school theme I think just because it of how characters be, are presented. It always has to be framed in that kind of school yeah. setting because I think that's one of the the frameworks with which they build the entire franchise. I think people yeah. come. To I mean, it also you know it has to that. do with marketing too. That's like one of the other bigger deals. And also just structurally with the game too, because if all these characters are working a nine to five job, they definitely don't have enough time <laughs> to hang out with each other all the time or go to the arcade or work part time jobs. They're already working a nine to five. You know, that's a so, great point. That's true. <laughs> it just works with the gameplay structure. But I'm right there with all of y'all that I really would like to see it aged up a little bit just to see what kinds of stories that would allow them to tell because you know all these stories obviously like we talked about for the past hour very serious down-to-earth real-world problems but a lot of them are filtered through the lens of you know high school students right so have, being able to tell slightly more mature stories uh, would be really cool from a narrative possibility sense about what uh, directions the next game could take 
So that's like directionally what I'd like to see. Uh, Gameplay-wise, I think it would be really cool to see how the game would work if there were more interconnected areas, perhaps or larger or more free-form areas, right? Because both Persona 4 and Persona 5 do this, where most regions are just these like basically disconnected boxes that you select from a map that you that you go to one at a time being able to have a little more freedom to explore would not only just make the worlds feel a little more real right that you can interact with them i think persona 5 did great at this but there were times where you know you couldn't go past this alleyway that very clearly was right open and you could just walk straight through it if it was the real world but morgan was like now nah, you can't go there you know like being able to have a little more freedom like that could open things up for more both stories and opportunities for being able to interact with the surroundings so that's one other direction i think i'd like to see the series go to both aging up and being a little more ambitious and mature with the storytelling and doing the same with the, like the world design as well opening it up just a bit more yeah like <laughs> Campbell, are you asking for an open world persona game? No, is not that, open uh... world. Not I'm not saying open world. <laughs> they, That's a little They did semi open world SMT and that rocked. So like I mean, you know, the world is their oyster. I think they should do a fully open world SMT for really? the next one, but that'll be years in the making. Yeah, I think that I this is going to be an awful analogy, but I'm just gonna do it anyway. I wanna see a Sonic Frontier style persona <laughs> game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping mean yeah, no, I was hoping you were gonna say like. Go on, Mark. What were you hoping I'd say? I was hoping you were gonna say something like Marvel Spider-Man, where it's like you could take the subway and stuff like that. To, like, I mean, that would be cool. Like, it's it... like Joker's gotta go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I want to be like Marvel Spider-Man, where Joker can just get hit by the subway randomly. <laughs> oh, wow. But no, no. What I mean by Sonic Frontiers, and this is a terrible analogy, but it's just because of the last game I played before this, is that Sonic Frontiers wasn't open world. They're very clear it's open zone, and that it's a series of large open areas that are not interconnected so i think a persona game that did something where like these areas are big you can explore them you know they're open-ended but they're not like interconnected it's not full-on open world it's instead a series of explorable areas as opposed to the corridors and boxes that you have for most other environments in say persona 5 and let joker go fast there's also that. It's time. very fast. <laughs> it's time for Joker to go fast. Um, Give him a bicycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe he gets a. I believe. Uh, does he? Do you get a moped or something? No, yeah, you get a 4, scooter in Persona Four. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So give give Joker a scooter. Like, come on. Yeah. Listen. Let him. Let him terrorize wait, so Shibuya wait, Crossing wait, not in a, a scooter. Like, not a scooter. Yeah, Give time. him a full on motorcycle. Just wait until they reveal that the next mainline Persona game is just Persona Five Two. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That would make sense. You yeah. guys well, liked it's it funny. so much. Here you go. Here's more. It's Persona funny. 5. Like, again, having having kind of re-downloaded the uh, the older Persona games, um, Persona Two does that. Um, there there are there's Persona Two, and, and I, I apologize in advance because I'm going to mix up the names. There's Persona Two colon Eternal Punishment, and Persona Two colon Innocent Sin, and one of them is like. Like I don't know if this is a like a U.S. Japan thing, but one of them is like the high school days, and then the other one is like them a little bit later in time. Uh, so it, it's not it's not without precedent for the Persona series to revisit a mainline title 
and continue like the canonical story. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like it is possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is possible that we might see a, a, a Persona Five Royal X Two situation. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just um, leave it as it is. More, more like Persona <laughs> yeah. Four Two: Return of the Scooby Gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that listen, that would be fine too. Um, all right, we've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, anything that uh, listen, I know we've we've like barely scratched the surface of Persona Three and Persona Four, but is there anything that you feel like, hey, listeners? we want to mention X, Y, and Z or anything that you're like, well, how did we miss talking about this? Like, like what are, what are we missing? Like what, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the thing we got to end on here? I think it's worth for uh, persona four at the very least from my side, just emphasizing from a switch perspective, how good this port is like for persona yeah, sure. five, it was a great port, but you could tell that there were some compromises made. The resolution was a little low. The load times lasted a bit longer than on PlayStation. It didn't have 60 frames a second like the other ports that released at the same time did. Um, but Persona 4 Golden is... It's made a perfect, I think, conversion to Switch. It looks great. It plays great. Like It is a great, great way to play the game. And like I was saying earlier, beyond just the technical details of the port, I think that being able to play this game in a hybrid form format genuinely improves the gameplay because it reduces the tedium of things like the dungeon crawling that can be so repetitive just pick it up pick it up later you know set it down when you've had enough of it pick it up later it's easy it works so i think that both from a technical perspective and from a gameplay perspective this game is great on switch i'm just excited that atlas put in the work to make this such a solid conversion here awesome yeah fair enough um what about you, James? Anything we got to mention about Persona 3? <clears throat> well, apart from, yeah, tempering your expectations and, and settling in for a rough first act where nothing happens and you have no idea what's going on or who anyone is, um, it, yeah, I I don't know. It It is worth it. It absolutely is. Like, but first of all, there's a dog, like, and the dog can fight with you in the dungeons, <laughs> And, like, that by itself, like, the dog can wear a tuxedo. Oh my god, just stop, I'm sold already. <laughs> it, like, it gets better. Like all things in life, gets, you know, when you're better. feeling down, yeah. when things aren't going your way, it will it will pick up. And as with, you know, Persona 3 is like life in that in that respect, you know? That's honestly a, a, a fantastic uh, note to end on. Um, we, like, there's a dog, and uh, the it's dog is a dog is in a, a butler suit. Yeah, oh like, like what more do you want? What more? You said you want? that an like, hour earlier. I would have been more sold, <laughs> right? It's like it holds, it holds a knife in its mouth and it attacks. Oh my gosh, the more details you like, share, you like know, oh my gosh, it's like it's like the the dog boss from Dark Souls, right? Except it's a dagger and not a sword, right? That like it's so good, it's worth it. That's there's a robot very, made very to play the game. Just do it. Just, just guys, just do it. Like if you, if if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. Um, we've all, all of us on this podcast have written extensively about these games. Um, so I think what we should do is we should probably do our little sign off here. Um, 
uh, unless again, I'm going to throw it out one last time. Uh, if anybody has anything else they they would like, have, are burning to mention about Persona Three, Persona Four, and listen, why not Persona Five? Anything we missed from our last conversation? Anything we 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 like like are would be remiss to 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 uh, to not mention. James, I have a question. Yes. Have you played Ultimax? Uh, I have not. Ooh. I was, was going to ask. That's the um, fighting game, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask what your thoughts on it were. It has the Persona 3 cast in it, isn't it? Yeah, it has so Persona 3, 3 and Persona 4 cast. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's, a, it's a fighting game, right? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I don't play games like that, but it does look pretty good. I, I think yeah. I'd like it for the character interaction. You yeah. should actually try and get your hands on that one, because it's half really? a visual novel, half a fighting game. Okay. You don't actually have to play the fighting game for the story. Right, I see. I do. I really like the cast in three and four, so I, I would love to see them in the mm. same place. Yeah, or just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Ideally, I want a game with the cast from three, four, and five in the same place. Like, put them all mm-hmm. together, make a big. Oh, they should. Game, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that Persona they Five Smash Brothers now. Yeah, we we yeah, we we need per- Persona. <laughs> yeah, we need like the what's the what's that Final Fantasy fighting game? <laughs> What? Oh, do, you, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? The, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's ah, uh, what is it called? What's it called? Uh, sorry, I'm pulling. Uh, Decidia Final Fantasy. Decidia, yes, that's what we're talking about. Um, Final Fantasy fighting game. Yeah, it's Decidia. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, we need we need the the, the Decidia version of uh, Persona. That's what we need. Um, all right, guys, let's let's uh, let's call it there. Uh, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing, including some. Uh, a small piece about uh, the intros of Persona 3, 4, and 5 and how they compare to each other over on Goombastomp.com. I can also find me on Twitter. I'm at ActionDaxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the Markel, that of course Mark the C, Kel the K. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram uh, over on Goombastomp.com. Currently I'm covering Fire Emblem Engage, so you can find a lot of stuff eventually on that one. I already have one article up. I'll have the review up probably pretty soon. And then I got some other pieces on Somi and tips guides and other stuff. Uh, outside of that, I have Persona stuff from a long time ago, <laughs> if you want to read any Persona stuff. And yeah, and then there's another game we will talk about on the 30th that I keep teasing. <laughs> Like, we'll get guys, to it. Uh, they, the, my hype is so high for this mysterious <laughs> game that we'll eventually be talking about. Uh, but Mark, to, to to your credit, I think your Persona Five stuff is all relevant. Like it's not like it expires. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I got a review old. on Strikers and then a piece on the Trader and Five. And this is what I'm saying. Like it's not like I, it I becomes less stuff, relevant yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Campbell, what about yourself? Where can people find you? You can find my games writing, as always, over at GoombaStomp.com. I've got a full-on written review of Persona 4 Golden on Switch, so go check that out for some more in-depth and more eloquently expressed thoughts on uh, the Persona 4 Switch port. It's great, as I think we've demonstrated over the past hour and a half. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSkill, uppercase CSG. And a very special, special thanks to our special, special guest, uh, James. Social media, any writing you particularly want to call out, like, please promote yourself. That that was a lot of specials. Wow. Um, (laughs) uh, You can find me at GoombaStomp.com, as with everybody else here. Um, I have been writing about persona recently i wrote uh the review of persona 3 portable on nintendo switch which i think is great if you stick with it um but i understand if you don't it's a bit boring at the start um 
I also wrote about the problems with Persona 3's slightly outdated romance. Um, and we'll probably... Oh, I, I wrote a Persona 4 Golden uh, Ending Guide uh, recently, um, so you can check that out. If you're stuck with the many different bad ending routes uh, towards the end of that game, it's pretty tricky. Um, and I'll probably continue to write about Persona until next month, and then hopefully get my hands on uh, Like a Dragon Ishin and write about that as well, which is exciting. Um, but apart from that, you can follow me on Twitter at SACGuna63, um, and that's that's about it, really. I love it. Uh, N-Express is also available to follow on social media. We're on Twitter at N-Express Nintendo, where we occasionally promote the things that we talk about on this show. Um, oh, my cat is jumping off my lap to go do something else. Uh, we're also on every podcast platform of your choice. Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. Rate, review, promote, tell your friends, tell your family. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time.